Northwestern is your Big Ten West champion. Indiana's quarterback is done for the year. And Michigan, just days after playing Penn State, has paused all team activities due to a COVID-19 situation. I'm Kevin McGuire. We're going to take a look at some of the Big Ten headlines in today's edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. Let's go ahead and get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Penn State fans? Welcome into another edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. This is for Tuesday, December 1st. That's right. Change your calendars. We're into a brand new month. Very holiday, festive month coming up our way. And, of course, we still have some Penn State football to get to as far as this week is concerned. Another game next week. We'll see what happens in that Big Ten Champions Week. But still lots of stuff to get into as far as the Penn State and the Alliance are concerned. But today, we're going to take a little bit more of a look around the rest of the conference and see what's been going on because there's been a lot of headlines over the last 24 to 48 hours. Let's touch base on everything else that's going on around the conference. Of course, we do this podcast Monday through Friday. We'll throw out some bonus content as well on the weekend with a post-game live stream reaction podcast as well. So make sure you are subscribed so you never miss a single episode. You can subscribe in all of your favorite podcasting apps, such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever app you happen to be using to listen to this podcast today, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It'll really help us out moving forward. And if you want to help us out even more, leave a rating, leave a review. Let us know what you thought about today's episode, what you think about the podcast in general. I always say we want to make this podcast something that you want to come back to on a daily basis. And we also just want to be something that you want to let other people know about as well. Let your friends know, your family know, any other Penn State fans you may come across in your lives. Let them know about this podcast that we've got going on here. Let's build something together. We're already having a lot of fun this season, even though there hasn't been a whole lot of great moments to talk about up until this past weekend. But we uh, really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us as we continue on finishing up our first full season here covering Penn State football. Yeah, I joined this podcast A little bit after the start of the 2019 season got underway, but now we're coming up on the end of our first full season. I could not be more thankful to be in this position and getting a chance to start another month with you guys once again on the podcast. You can also reach out and follow us and connect with us on all of our social media platforms. We're using the same username across the board here. Locked on Nittany is the username on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. So go ahead and give us a follow, give us a like, uh, send us a you know hearts. I I don't know whatever the case may be, whatever the the service is. Make sure you check those out. And of course, every Saturday, once Penn State's game goes final, we will hop on Twitch and do a live reaction post game stream for our Twitch uh, followers. And we will also put that audio in here for the podcast subscribers. So you get a chance to connect with that as well. And of course, we always want to invite you guys to be a part of our post-game live reactions with questions and comments immediately following the game. It's always a lot more fun when people are watching and interacting with us in the chat as well. So make sure you check that out uh, this weekend. All right, that's all of the shtick I've got to get out of the way. Let's go ahead and get into some of these Big Ten headlines. Mondays are always generally a pretty busy day as far as college football headlines are concerned because you're starting off a fresh new week immediately following games. You're getting updates on injuries. You're getting an update on uh, different developments from over the weekend. And of course, you're getting uh, a chance to look forward to the upcoming games. It's also a day when conferences will typically announce all of their players of the week. And this week, Penn State running back Kevon Lee was named Big Ten 
freshman of the week following his performance against Michigan this past weekend. Uh, Kevon Lee, of course, rushed for a career-high 134 yards in the win against Michigan. Uh, as noted by the Big Ten, he recorded the most rushing yards by a Penn State freshman since Saquon Barkley had 194 yards against Ohio State back in 2015. If you remember that game, Penn State didn't really belong on the field, but Saquon Barkley had some fantastic moments that really kind of opened your eyes. And of course, we saw what Saquon Barkley became. I'm not saying that Kevon Lee is going to be the next Saquon Barkley, but he has certainly shown uh, plenty of reason to be optimistic about where he's going uh, moving forward and really for the rest of the season. This is, of course, his first uh, career Freshman of the Week award. He's running out of time to gather a second or third one, but there's still a pretty decent chance that that could happen. And the last pass, the last Penn State freshman to win Freshman of the Week from the Big Ten was Jason Owe uh, back in 2019, October 28th. I don't remember exactly which game that is. It's not marked here in the Big Ten notes. I didn't bother to look it up, so feel free to uh, let us know exactly which game that was. But there you go. Uh, Kevon Lee certainly uh, raising some eyebrows around the Big Ten. He has certainly caught the, uh, the notice of the Big Ten office as they announced him as Freshman of the Week for his fantastic performance against Michigan. I talked a little bit about this in yesterday's podcast. I focused a lot on Sean Clifford yesterday, but I do think that it's been kind of stressed over the last couple of days in the, in the podcast and in the postgame stream that we have seen a couple of young players really step up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Parker Washington, wide receiver, and Kevon Lee. Certainly at the running back position, we knew what Penn State was expecting to get out of that position going into the season, and obviously it got decimated very early on. Uh, Kevon Lee now, as the season is starting to wind down, should be getting those opportunities to really showcase what he can do and really give you a glimpse of what to expect next year because it's very possible he could be a very key figure in this offense in the 2021 season. There were a couple other Big Ten headlines just to make note of real quick. Uh, in no particular order, let's just talk about what's going on in Michigan right now because for the second time this season, the team that Penn State has just played has paused all of their team activities. Remember a while back, Maryland closed down their practices and all their team activities shortly after playing Penn State due to a COVID situation. Uh, and obviously their season got interrupted. They lost a game against Ohio State uh, from the schedule. They lost a game from the schedule against Ohio State, uh, which was not made up. And now Michigan is going through the same process. So I, I don't know all the details about what's going on in Michigan or what the concerns are, but obviously this is a frequent occurrence throughout the country. You know, we're seeing teams shut down practices, all their team activities, shut down their facilities uh, on a regular basis. It's unfortunate. Now, we haven't seen that happen at Penn State just yet, but anytime a team that Penn State just played is going through the situation, you kind of uh, open your eyes a little bit and you just got to monitor the situation just a little bit more closely just to see if there's going to be anything that happens now with Penn State. Penn State was able to get through a couple of weeks since playing Maryland without any major hiccups. Um, not saying that it was 100% clean because obviously that has been a concern throughout the season with the testing and everything, but they haven't had to shut anything down. So now uh, Penn State's going through the process of getting ready for their next game against Rutgers. We'll have to just wait and see and kind of cross our fingers, hoping that nothing is going to disrupt the schedule as of this point in time. Uh, Ohio State still going through their own situation as well. Uh, I saw a report that players are still not being allowed back into the facilities, even for small group workouts. So uh, Ohio State's uh, already lost two games from their schedule. There's been a lot of talk about what happens if they lose a third game from their schedule. Because if, as you know, as we saw with Wisconsin, 
losing three games from your schedule will disqualify a team like Ohio State from competing for the Big Ten Championship, barring any other uh, unforeseen circumstances that allow uh, the, the minimum of games or the average number of games in the Big Ten to drop uh, down a game or two. So I think we're getting beyond that point. So it's going to be very difficult. And obviously, if Ohio State isn't eligible for the Big Ten Championship game, doesn't mean really that I think that their playoff hopes should be in any jeopardy because they would still get a chance to play a probably a pretty decent team in that Big Ten Champions Week, maybe against Wisconsin. And that would still be a good quality win to end the year, supposing that that game is played. So we'll have to just watch and see what's going to happen with the Buckeyes because they're on the brink as far as that Big Ten championship eligibility. Again, they're clearly the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, whether or not they play in the Big Ten championship game, I don't think matters as far as that's concerned. But one team that will be playing is Northwestern. Northwestern has officially clinched their spot in the Big Ten championship game. And they do so because their game this weekend against Minnesota has been canceled. Minnesota, again, in that situation where they have to shut down their practices and their team activities. So uh, not being able to go through the practice regimen, not being able to play a game this weekend means that Northwestern is your Big Ten West champion. Now, the only stipulation is if for whatever reason Northwestern can't play two more games, I think it is, uh, then they would be <laughs> ineligible for the Big Ten championship game. So it, this is a real messy situation for the Big Ten. It's been an ongoing cluster uh, from the beginning of the offseason, really, when the Big Ten decided to uh, adjust their schedule, shut down the schedule, readjust the schedule. Uh, it's been real tough. For the Big Ten, it's been a tough year. It's been a forgettable year for so many reasons. I'm not saying uh, what they should have done differently. I mean, I know what they should have done differently. I believe that they should have gone with the scheduling philosophy that they had the first time they adjusted the schedule. But uh, this is a real messy situation. So we'll just have to wait and see what the next couple of weeks have in store. And uh, un another unfortunate note from the Big Ten, this one with the Indiana Hoosiers. Quarterback Michael Pence Jr. has suffered a torn ACL in last weekend's game against Maryland. And he is done for the year. Uh, obviously, we know Michael Pence Jr. pretty pretty comfortably because we saw him uh, score that game-winning two-point conversion against Penn State in that season opener. And say what you will. I mean, obviously, that's still a moment that kind of stings for Penn State. And you kind of wonder what would have happened if that right call was probably made. But regardless, uh, I've had fun watching Michael Penix Jr. and Indiana this year. And it is a darn shame that his season is done. And I'm very curious to see what this is going to mean for Indiana moving forward throughout the rest of the year. Because obviously, there's still a chance they could play for the Big Ten Championship game. We just talked about the, the issue with Ohio State right now. Indiana would be next in line. And quite honestly, I would love to see Indiana get a chance to play for a Big Ten championship. It doesn't matter the circumstances as far as I'm concerned. I, I'm all for it, especially in Indianapolis. Uh, it is just uh, very unfortunate that one of their big key players is done for the year. So we'll see if Indiana can keep going. They do have some talented players. There's still no question about that. Uh, but um, they, they've got Wisconsin next. So it's not going to be easy for Indiana, especially without Michael Penix, because he was a he was one of the, the lifebloods of that Indiana offense. So we'll see what happens with them coming down the stretch here. I hope that this doesn't ruin their season uh, the way that it potentially could, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens with Indiana. As for Penn State, one of the popular questions that we've been dealing with the last couple of weeks on Twitter Tuesday seems to be stemming on whether or not Penn State should tap the transfer market to find a way to improve the level of play at the quarterback position. Well, we didn't have any questions directly about that in this week's episode of Twitter Tuesday, but I figure now's a good time to rekindle that conversation just a little bit because an interesting name just happened to jump onto the transfer market out of the SEC, and it would be a big name 
to add to this Penn State offense moving forward. We'll explore that possibility coming up in the next segment. But first, I want to remind you guys that even though we're at the beginning of the week, you may already be dreading the fact that it's only Tuesday and you still have more than half of this work week to get through. And hopefully you are in a position where you are able to at least work, whether you're working from home or going into work, whatever the case may be. The fact is, now more than ever, you need to find ways to chill and relax. And there is no better way right now to do that than with the beer that is literally made to chill been talking about it for a while now but Coors Light is the beer that I choose when I need to hit the reset button and it's going to be there for you when you want to hit your reset button and it is the perfect drink for chilling because it is cold lagered it is cold filtered and it is cold packaged and I've been saying all along there is no other way to drink a beer than when it is chilled you don't want a room temperature beer right so why not put some Coors Light in your fridge have it stocked up ready to go for that moment to chill and if you are running low on Coors Light don't worry you don't need to leave your house you could do this all from your home with contactless delivery all I want you to do is bring out your phone bring out your laptop bring out your tablet whatever the case may be and load up get.coorslight.com and you can find out how you can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. And always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We know that Penn State doesn't have a shot to make the college football playoff this year, but we will be taking a look at the latest college football playoff rankings that are going to be released tonight. We will do that in tomorrow's podcast, so make sure you come back and check us out and see what we have to say about the latest college football playoff rankings. And of course, we'll start to take a look at what this means for Penn State's bowl situation, and we're actually going to dig a little bit into that in our third segment. Now, this is our second segment of our Twitter Tuesday episode. This is normally when we would begin taking a look at some of the questions that you guys have submitted to us for our Twitter Tuesday episode. Unfortunately, nobody sent us any questions this week, so I don't know what it is. Maybe we'll have to change up the formula a little bit, but I tried to put out the notice there that we were ready to accept your questions. Unfortunately, didn't get any of those questions today, so I figured now's a good time to kind of revisit one of the common questions that seems to have popped up uh, a couple times over the last couple of weeks because there have been so many concerns about the level of play from the quarterback position. Now, I do think that Sean Clifford, as we mentioned in yesterday's podcast, I do think that Sean Clifford has kind of calmed some of those nerves for the rest of this particular season. But if you look at Penn State's quarterback situation uh, in the years to come, moving forward, it starts to look a little bit shallow because Penn State has missed on a couple targets here and there. Uh, we don't know exactly where the level of play is going to be uh, as far as 2021 is concerned, 2022 and beyond. So there is an interest in the ever-growing use of the transfer portal as far as college football is concerned. Penn State hasn't typically tapped in the, the, the transfer portal to fill any major spots, but the idea of adding one of the top quarterbacks in the country in the recruiting class from 2020 in the transfer portal this year could be pretty enticing, right? Well, Georgia quarterback Dewan Mathis uh, has officially entered the transfer portal. Of course, uh, it didn't look like he was going to be getting any playing time uh, as far as the rest of this season is concerned with Georgia. And it just seems like Georgia is always sending a top talented quarterback into the transfer portal. Case in point, Justin Fields at Ohio State. Uh, Of course, Penn State uh, previously had his commitment. He ended up going to Georgia and ended up uh, realizing that he wasn't going to be able to get the playing time that he was expecting with the Georgia Bulldogs. So he entered the transfer portal, and lo and behold, he is at Ohio State. 
now two years into his time with the Buckeyes, and you see what has happened with Justin Fields and Ohio State. Pretty darn good, right? Uh, obviously one of the high, top Heisman Trophy candidates uh, this year, and uh, oh, he's got a really good spot to be in with Ohio State. Well, what would happen if Penn State made a serious push to try and recruit Dewan Mathis to come to Penn State? It's not entirely out of the question, and I don't think it's entirely unreasonable to at least have this discussion. Because anytime you've got a chance to upgrade your position in a major way, whether it's just a, a total uh, impact player or just adding some quality depth, I think you have to do it. Especially if you feel like your recruiting effort is going to be a little bit light. And of course, this is a weird time to be recruiting anyway. But if you, So if you can get somebody that maybe already has a little bit of a time going through a major pre- program like Georgia, and you can bring him into the fold with all the kind of talent and upside potential he has, could be a pretty good fit. And throwing the fact that he is a pro-style quarterback, I think that would work really well with Kirk Shiraka, the offensive coordinator at Penn State. And if you were able to get him to be eligible to play next year, I, I think you got to go for it. You at least have to entertain the possibility. And I understand James Franklin and his staff, they're going to be pretty comfortable with the guys that they do have. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that, especially if that's part of your game plan moving forward. But again, you don't get a Dewan Mathis to come in through the transfer portal all that often. Although it seems like now that we've got this transfer portal, it seems a little bit more frequent that we're talking about some of these high profile uh, recruits uh, that have got a year or two in under the belts within the college game. So I think DeWan Mathis should be a guy that Penn State should be very interested in. And I would not be surprised if they were to at least gauge the interest a little bit. And why wouldn't you? I mean, this is a four-star quarterback, uh, a previous commitment to Ohio State before he ended up going to Georgia. Uh, Obviously, (laughs) I should uh, throw in the wrinkle that uh, the reason he went to Georgia after committing to Ohio State is largely because Justin Fields transferred from Georgia to Ohio State. So uh, it would be pretty interesting. Actually, it would be really interesting if he ended up going back to Ohio State and followed Justin Fields anyway. Uh, That would be a pretty fun story to follow. Of course, that means that Ohio State would get another really good transfer quarterback. So I don't think Ohio State's actually going to be one of the destinations, although you can never count Ohio State out. But I think if you can get a player of that caliber, uh, of Dewan Mathis's character and uh, you know maybe tap some of that potential and get him into the system that Kirk Chirac is trying to uh, implement here at Penn State I think you could be in for something pretty good now he's played four games this year for Georgia uh, it hasn't necessarily been the the brightest of spots for this Georgia offense but uh, you know Georgia's had some issues and you know Dewan Mathis is a young player so even as talented as he is and as much upside potential as he has had you still need some time to be properly groomed a little bit, go through a little bit of training. It's always an adjustment going from high school to college, no matter how skilled you are. But I, I think it would be very interesting. Now, again, like I said, he has played in four games this year, so he can still be uh, he can still preserve his redshirt year for this season. Uh, he's not going to be playing again at Georgia. He's officially uh, removed from that program as he's entered the transfer portal. And, of course, there's always a chance he may end up staying at Georgia because just because you go into the transfer portal doesn't mean you are guaranteed to leave your current location. All you're going into the transfer portal means is a, a player is eligible to have conversations with any other program that would be interested in recruiting him. And I would have to imagine that there will be plenty of programs with uh, serious interest in landing his uh, recruitment through the transfer portal. But of course, you can always pull your name out of the transfer portal and stay with your your current program. So uh, I know Kirby Smart uh, reportedly has tried to make a push to keep Devon Mathis at Georgia. And let's be honest, Kirby Smart 
probably doesn't really want to have another highly skilled quarterback leave his program yet again. Uh, he has had a number of quarterbacks transfer out of that program. You kind of wonder what exactly is going on there, but I will say they do seem to figure something out with that uh, quarterback position. And as long as they're running the football, uh, it's really not as big of a concern, I think, as some people may make it out to be. So let me know what you guys think. And maybe since we didn't have any questions on Twitter Tuesday, maybe you guys can respond to us via Twitter. But uh, Catch us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Let me know. Do you think that Penn State should make a push or at least open the conversation to recruiting DeWan Mathis out of the transfer portal? Let me know what you think. We'll share some of your thoughts in an upcoming episode. How about that? All right, it's only Tuesday. You're probably already feeling like you're about to hit that wall, right? Well, guess what? There is something that's going to help you break through whatever wall you feel is standing in front of you, and that is Built Go, the energy gel from the makers of Built Bars. You know, the protein bars that taste like chocolate bars. We talk about them all the time. Well, you also got to check out Built Go. It's one of their other products that they've got out there right now, and it really does help give you that little boost of energy. And the best part is it's like drinking one of those energy drinks that you can get at the store that's really high in sugar, but it's not going to give you that same crash feeling. I tell you, I eat these all the time during my lunch break, and it really helps me get through the second half of my day at work. There's a reason that all my coworkers are wondering how I can have so much energy over the last couple of hours. And I got to tell them, Bilko is the way to go. It's got these ingredients that's all natural. It feels good to put them into my body. And there's so many ways you can eat them too. I mean, you can drink them or you can eat them right out of the one and a half ounce packages, or you can spread them on an apple. You can spread them on a cracker. They come in three different flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. My personal favorite is that peanut butter honey. I feel like you can put that on a bunch of different things. And it really does help you get through you know, the rest of your work day. If you need something to get through a workout, the Bilko is going to be there for you. What makes it so great is Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein. And collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. Stuff literally makes you look better and you're going to feel good doing it as well. So visit BiltGo.com and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BiltGo.com. Let's go. Obviously know that you guys are Penn State fans, but I have to imagine more than a few of you are also interested in the NFL. I'm guessing we probably have a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans listening, maybe a bunch of Philadelphia Eagles fans listening, maybe you're a Giants fan, maybe a Ravens fan, maybe you like that Washington football team, whatever the case may be. If you want to get some updated NFL commentary right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, check out Tuesdays on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Every Tuesday at Locked On NFL, Luke Braun and Ross Jackson break down the Monday night football action and top fantasy storylines around the NFL with the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Luke and Ross are joined every Tuesday by a Locked On Fantasy expert to help you save your lineup with waiver wire pickups, must starts, and a whole lot more. I know I could benefit from that because my fantasy team stinks this year. So make sure you subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. And of course, you might want to make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Nathan Lions podcast while you're doing that. All right, so I mentioned yesterday's podcast that it's amazing what one win for Penn State does to kind of change your whole outlook on where this season could potentially end. 
We all knew that if Penn State lost to Michigan, they would be 0-6 with just a couple of games left and remaining. And I was of the mindset that now's the time to play all of your young players as much as possible to get them some playing time and experience because odds are you weren't going to be going to a bowl game and you weren't going to get those extra bowl practices that can really benefit a lot of those younger players, especially going into a yet another uh, unknown offseason. We don't know what to expect with this football offseason that's going to be coming up uh, eventually down the line here. So now that Penn State has one win, and now there's a chance that they could win two more games, maybe three more games, and then going into a bowl game potentially, uh, the bowl situation is going to be pretty interesting to see if it pans out. Now, I still think it's a, probably a long shot to see Penn State go into a bowl game, but they do carry that name recognition. So if they can get a couple more wins to close out the year, maybe let's say Penn State closes out this regular season on a four-game winning streak. So they go in four and five. I would imagine a four and five Penn State will probably be more attractive to some bowl games that are being played this year than some of the other potential options that could be out there, even with a winning record. And I say that more because Penn State fans do travel. Now, I don't know what's going to happen as far as travel is concerned, but people will tune in to watch Penn State a little bit more than some of those group of five programs. And this is not to belittle any of those group of five programs. You know, I love those programs, but I just feel as though Penn State with a four and five record would probably be pretty attractive to some of those lower tier bowl games. Now, I know it's not going to get a lot of people excited out of the Penn State community, but a bowl game destination is still potentially on the table. Now, I saw this tweet from Brett McMurphy, uh, of course, a college football reporter for stadium.com, and I don't have the, the word by word of the tweet, but the basic gist was Liberty who is now back in the top 25, having a really good year, uh, could go 10-1 and and still not get into a bowl game. Well, why is that? Because Liberty, as an independent, does not have a bowl contract with any of the bowl games out there. They kind of want to have the flexibility to kind of fill in and maybe pick and choose their bowl destination. Unfortunately for Liberty, when they made that decision, they didn't really necessarily know what was going to be happening this year. So Liberty does not have a secured bowl destination the way that Army and I believe BYU does, although BYU is kind of hoping to get into that New Year's Six. So Liberty is in a much different situation right now. So they don't have a guaranteed bowl spot reserved for them, even if they do finish the season with a 10-1 and record or a 9-2 and record. I do think that Liberty would be a very... Uh, very good bowl team, but they don't have a secure spot. And the problem with that is because they're a, a lower tier kind of caliber of program, um, despite some of their upside potential there, uh, they could be locked out of a number of bowl games. Now, we already see a number of bowl games have already been canceled this year. So the slots remaining in the bowl season are already starting to diminish. So would a four and five Penn State team get into a bowl game ahead of a 10-1 and Liberty team. Again, I'm still in the mindset that it probably wouldn't happen, but I think it is something to keep an eye on. Now, Brett McMurphy, uh, continuing his thought line there, was suggesting that Liberty doesn't have the reserve bowl spot, and a lot of bowl games may want to fill as many of the spots as possible with their conference partners. And the, a lot of the bowl games that are left are going to have conference affiliations. And of course, as we know, there is no win minimum to qualify for a bowl game this year. Technically speaking, everybody is bowl eligible unless you're on a postseason bid. I don't know if there are any teams that are out there that are off the top of my head. Uh, there could be, but uh, bottom line is Penn State is bowl eligible. Doesn't matter what happens in the next couple of games, Penn State is technically bowl eligible. 
The, now, if you're wondering what the Big Ten Bowl lineup looks like, uh, we also know that obviously there's the Rose Bowl, but the Rose Bowl is going to be a part of the college football playoff this year. The other bowl tie-ins for Penn State, or I'm sorry, for the Big Ten, include the Citrus Bowl, the Outback Bowl, the Las Vegas Bowl, the Belk Bowl, which actually I think is now the Duke's Mayo Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, the Music City Bowl, Pinstripe Bowl, Cheez-It Bowl, Red Box Bowl, and Quick Lane Bowl. Now, three of those games have already been canceled for this season. The Quick Lane Bowl, Red Box Bowl, and the Pinstripe Bowl are all canceled for this particular bowl season. So that leaves you with one, two, three, four, five, six bowl destinations as of right now that are tied to Big Ten um, tie-ins. Obviously, Penn State would be down in that pecking order. But if they were to move up a couple spots in the Big Ten East standings, all of a sudden... Penn State could be a little bit more attractive to the Cheez-It Bowl or the Music City Bowl. And those are probably the bowl destinations we would be talking about as far as Penn State is concerned. So don't get your hopes up too high here. Uh, Certainly, there's no path to the Rose Bowl. There's no path to a Citrus Bowl or even the Outback Bowl. So uh, reduce your expectations as far as bowl destinations are concerned. But I do think that we are looking at a possibility that Penn State could be sneaking into one of those lower tier bowl games. And that would leave a team like Liberty a little bit frustrated because honestly, I think Liberty is a pretty good team this year. I think Coastal Carolina is a really good team this year. By the way, College Game Day has just announced that they are heading to this weekend's game between Coastal Carolina and Liberty. So uh, that should be pretty fun to watch, especially if you are a fan of that group of five action. But that's the situation we're living in. So again, we have six bowl games right now, Big Ten tie-ins right now. There's still some question about whether all those games are going to be played, especially a game like the uh, the, um, the the Las Vegas Bowl is probably on a little bit of shaky ground, the Cheez-It Bowl as well. Uh, so I don't know how many of these bowl games are going to carry on. But uh, certainly, if the Big Ten has uh, spots to fill, you know, Penn State would certainly be in the conversation if they can get a few more wins. And that's why there's still a lot to play for. And I think that playing for a bowl game is still out there. Now, even if Penn State or even if the Big Ten fills out all their bowl spots, would a four and five Penn State get it? One of those uh, at large bids that could still be out there, uh, left to fill up, as opposed to say a ten and one Liberty team or a nine and two Liberty. Still a conversation worth having because I think that as far as the bowl games are concerned, we don't know what's going to happen with ticket sales. That we'll leave that conversation for another day. But TV viewership. People are more likely to tune in to watch Penn State than they are Liberty. I'm not just saying that because this is a Penn State podcast. I'm saying this from years of experience of following this sort of stuff. Penn State will draw ratings far more than a team like Liberty will. And that's not to belittle Liberty. Uh, Certainly, I've got a lot of respect for these group of five and the group of five level of programs. And Liberty's having a great year. Uh, But uh, let's be honest. I think if a four and five Penn State team is on the docket, uh, a bowl game would seriously consider that. Especially this year when you're all worried about finances. Uh, obviously, I know Liberty fans would pack as much uh, ticket sales as they possibly could. But as far as TV viewers are concerned, uh, that's where the revenue is really going to be made for these bowl games. And if you can get Penn State in one of those spots, I think that would be something worth considering. And just keep an eye out for that moving forward. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for subscribing, reading, and reviewing on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Of course, we do this every Monday through Friday. We'll throw out some bonus content as well. So make sure you stay connected with us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter as well at KevinOnCFB. Check out my content on AthlonSports.com. And of course, over on my Patreon at Patreon.com slash KevinMcGuire. 
Go 1-0 today. Have a great day. And I'll be back and talking some more Penn State football with you again tomorrow. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.